Dust off that bottle of wine from the back of the cupboard. Push the boat out with some nibbles. Buckle up, strap yourselves in, and hold on to the seat of your knickers. Kath and Amy, they're a little bit wrong, but oh, so right. Hello. <laughs> Welcome along to episode 13 of The Extortionate Price of a Fish Pie. Before we do anything else, I want you to stop recline, put your feet up and imagine we're all together sat around a table with the most amazing cheese board in front of us with enough cheese to go around for everyone. We've got every variety of cheese you can think of along with crackers, we've got chutney, grapes, you name it, we've got it all. And it doesn't matter that we're all completely stuffed after eating our body weight in turkey and Christmas pudding. We all have an extra cheese compartment so it's all good right? Well yes Amy, I do love a cheese board and we do all have an extra compartment for cheese this is fact in my world but the only thing I have to say about a cheese board is don't be like my husband and put marmalade on it this is an insult to cheese lovers everywhere orange marmalade yes he thought and I am quoting here that it was chutney oh well that's a new one on me yes it was a new one on me and I'm not going there ever again It is so marvellous to have your company for episode 13 of our podcast, The Extortionate Price of a Fish Pie. In this podcast, we celebrate the things we get wrong on a daily basis and the challenges we all face as we try to navigate this thing called life. Right, Ames? All the time. Every day is a challenge. Well, we're learning to laugh in the face of adversity. Think of our podcast as a survival guide. So come on, Amy, no middle name Williams, how has your week been? Well, I have been studying the perfect way to pull a Christmas cracker to ensure that you win every single time. This was especially important on Christmas Day, I have to say. I never, ever win with a Christmas cracker, ever. It really annoys me. I am now the proud owner of nail clippers and a stylish bottle opener on a key ring. Apparently, the success to a Christmas cracker win every single time is to ensure sure you hold your end of the cracker lower than the other person's so it's tilting downwards towards you what it works every time you simply use a firm two-handed grip and voila winner winner chicken dinner no way well we always have crackers on new year's day as well so i am going to give that one a whirl do you put your hat on and read the cracker joke out i always put my hat on and my husband he puts his hat on but because he's always cooking and rushing around and he sweats it always melts on his head (laughs) so he just has little paper bits all around his face which I find quite funny to be fair up until very very recently somebody had told me that Christmas cracker jokes are written by people who are in prison (laughs) I always thought that as well that they were written by prisoners (laughs) who told you that I can't remember it's just something I've always thought it was only last year I think that I discovered that it's not true I'm sure it is true (laughs) don't tell me that my whole life has been a lie your whole life. Oh, Amy. <laughs> now, how has your week been, Kath? Well, I have made a cracking discovery this week. <laughs> now, women all over the world are going to really thank me for this. Believe you me. Okay, come on. Out with it. Well, I have an electric blanket on my bed. Oh, I love. It's a double, but it's one that only has one control on it for the heat. So you have to have both sides on. And my husband can't stand having the electric blanket on because he's hot stuff. I can totally relate actually being too hot in bed is so uncomfortable well because of this i have had to fold the electric blanket in half so i've got both sides over my bit of the bed 
How comfortable is that? It's fine, actually. It's absolutely fine. But what I've discovered is, now listen, ladies, you're going to love this. He doesn't come anywhere near my side of the bed when the electric blanket's on. So it's like an electric blanket exclusion zone. There's no spaghetti arms going on. Nothing at all. If I'd known this sooner, there would have been less children in my household. Believe (laughs) you me. So your little tip is keep the electric blanket on at all times. Absolutely. Even through the height of summer, you'll be all right. Now, I do believe that the confession is a little bit bed-related as well, isn't it, Kath? Ah, yes. I don't really feel like I want to share this, but you're making me. Every single week, we love to bring a confession, something that we've got also massively wrong. It's on a daily basis for us, and we hope that you're a little bit like us and you can relate to us and some of the issues and problems that we face. I make Kath do it quite often. I don't know why, because you get as many things wrong as I do, but you constantly make me humiliate myself. We need a fanfare because as we always say, what is life without a fanfare? Right, you're going to make me do this, aren't you? I'm going to force you. You need to get it out there, get it out of your system. You might feel better once you've done it. I won't. Okay, so my husband was working away and I always take my dogs to bed with me when he's not around because they're just lovely companions. You know what I mean? How many dogs have you got? Remind us. Three. Usually they're really settled and they sleep through the night. They're good as gold. But this night they were just moving around, driving me mad, getting behind the pillow on my head. So instead of kicking them off my bed I went and got the spare bed out of the other room and I slept on that and left them in my bed all night I can't believe this so you allowed your dogs to just stay on your bed stretch themselves out take up all the room yeah and you got out what is it little fold down bed yeah wow a single one I say this back to myself and it's ridiculous but I make bad decisions at night time I don't think any of us are thinking straight (laughs) in the night are we you make bad decisions at night this needs to be explored in another podcast well no let's explore it now i'll let you know if you were listening a couple of episodes ago i shared how i had undertaken a squat challenge yeah that was not a good idea and often during this month of trying to do 100 squats a day i would wake up in the night and i would sit up in bed and think i didn't do my 100 you know i didn't do even 50 what am i going to do so i would get up go to the bathroom honestly this is is true I would do 50 squats I'd come back to bed I'd be out of breath and my husband would say everything all right you are off your head that's what I mean about bad decisions at night you are literally the most weird person I've ever met in my whole life and that is saying something because I've met some weird people here's you who got the spare bed out rolled out a little single bed and left your dogs lying on your lovely double I know well it's king size actually and often I have dreams about people and sometimes they involve you I have the same with you and then most of the time in my dreams you're really horrible to me so I wake up in a mood with you I know and then I've got no idea what I've done wrong I think it happens to most people I've done it with quite a few of my friends I've dreamt about them and they've just been awful in my dreams I don't know what that says about me to be fair a couple of nights ago I had a dream about Debbie McGee why I dreamt that I had to help her and I was trying to do everything I could to help her out of a difficult situation it was really (laughs) stressful and I was exhausted by by the time I woke up. Debbie McGee, how random is that? See, weird. Absolutely. Let's own it.
Before we go any further, I need to ask Kath, do you have any eccentric family Christmas traditions? Well, I don't know if you'll think this is eccentric, but every year when we're putting the decorations up, Michael Bublé has to go on his Christmas album. That is law in my house. I do exactly the same. And the thing is, when my daughter came home, she asked for it to be on not that long ago. And I said, we only have that on while we're decorating. I'm not putting it on again now. Maybe that's eccentric. Yes, a little bit. I started up a Christmas tradition this year. Right. And none of my family were impressed. In fact, I am determined I'm going to continue it, but I think it's going to be a tricky one to do. Is it naked tree decorating? <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be quite funny. Not with your family. <laughs> Just tone down the weird. Yet again, Catherine goes too far. No, this is about putting the star on top of the tree. The children all take turns and this year it was my middle daughter's turn. I stopped everybody while I put on some special music. What was the special music? I almost don't want to reveal it to you. no, she's looking at me. I wish everyone could see Amy's face right now because she's looking at me a little bit like Bambi. Because I can feel your disapproval. Just say it. Okay. It was S Club 7, Reach for the Stars. Oh, no. And we had to wait. So we all had to stand while they sang the verse. And I made everyone wait until we got to the chorus. And then she placed a star on a tree. What is the matter with you? I don't know. I don't know what comes over me. These ideas just pop into my head. So you made everyone just stand around, wait for the chorus it was a little awkward I'm not gonna lie (laughs) just looking at each other in bewilderment that's exactly what happened wow I'm speechless mate and you know that that doesn't happen very often to me no it really doesn't (laughs) Kath and Amy they're a little bit wrong but oh so right I've got something to share with you, actually. Now, you know how much of a royalist I am. A splendid block of flits. You <laughs> love the royal family. I do. Well, I might have gone off them a teeny tiny little bit. I can't believe it. What on earth could they have done to make you go off them? Because I've found out that royal family members are traditionally weighed before and after they've had their Christmas dinner. What? I know. I mean, what's this all about? The weighing apparently began with King Edward VII who wanted to make sure his guests ate well. I'm speechless. I don't know what to say about this. I wouldn't have the sprouts because they'd weigh quite heavy. They would. They're like cabbage bombs. I would be really conscious of what I'm putting in my mouth. Exactly. (laughs) And plus, everyone knows your weight to start with. Yeah. How utterly embarrassing. I know. And apparently, it's continued to this day with the antique scales. I can't imagine going to someone's house and them weighing me before and after the meal. An awful experience. It's a bit like when I used to go to my slimming class and all the women would strip off before they stood on the scales. They would take everything off. I'm talking tops, jewellery. They would empty their pockets, shoes off, everything you can think of. Often just standing there in a little vest and cycling shorts or something like that. Amy, I've got a really good idea for people that go to be weighed at slimming classes. Fill up loads of water bottles and strap them to yourself and then get weighed. And then the next week when you go, don't take the water bottles and then you'll get way well done. You've lost loads of weight. You'll win the basket of fruit for sure. Every week you could do this. You're just full of tips, Kath, from electric blankets to... (laughs) (laughs) How to cheat at slimming classes. (laughs) I'm just a fountain of information. 
Every week, we love to bring you a story from around the world. We have all eaten so much, haven't we? So much. Come on. Christmas dinners have been consumed. Buttons have been loosened on trousers. I've noticed, Kath, that today you're wearing... Basically a sack. (laughs) It's a sack tied round the middle. (laughs) I didn't like to say. (laughs) Napping has happened much more often than usual. Oh, I love a nap. After a big meal, nothing beats a nap, does it? absolutely. Absolutely not. Who had Brussels sprouts with their Christmas dinner? Me. I love sprouts. In fact, I actually made a vegetable curry last night and I put sprouts in it. Did you? Mm, It was so good. See, I'm the opposite. I don't like them at all. I think you either love them or hate them, don't you? But I feel it's a law. You have to have them on Christmas Day. I bet you just boil them and put them on the plate. What you need to do is you need to slice them up, cook them with, well, you eat bacon, I have veggie bacon, and make them a little bit more exciting. They're lovely like that. And then a bit of cream. If you feel the need to have a sprout in some form at Christmas, a bit like me, there are other options available. Oh, here we go again. On a farm in Scotland, 100 kilograms of Brussels sprouts have been sourced and they've made it into gin. I'm there. I'm sold already. It sold out in 82 seconds when it was first launched. Does it taste like sprouts? Yeah, it does apparently, but it must be smelly, surely. No, because they wouldn't make it smelly, would they? I think, no, I'm not having Brussels sprouts flavoured gin no thank you well nobody's making you so why are you getting on your high horse about it <laughs> honestly amy it is that time in the podcast for our word for the week this is a challenge that we love to bring every single episode it's a word that we like to reintroduce something that maybe hasn't been used for years and years we feel like we're giving a public service don't we Kath? we are doing a huge service to the english language and we are asking you to take up the mantle get involved in our challenge take the word that we give you and slip it seamlessly into conversation with whoever you meet it could be anyone let's face it who knows who you're gonna see over these next few days between that lull where none of us know what we're doing we're all in a cheese infested limbo we're in cheese limbo it's that time of year between christmas and new year when none of us know what our names are where we live how old we are what we're doing with our life (laughs) All we know is there's cheese in the fridge. That's very profound, Amy. Are you all right? (laughs) Whoever it is you stumble upon, slip this word seamlessly into conversation and then move on with your life. We need a drum roll before you reveal said word. So the word for this week is a good one. And I feel like it sort of describes me again. This is not a good thing because quite a few words we've had recently have felt like they were me. Kath, this worries me because I know exactly what the word is and the meaning. And I feel like you're <laughs> bringing yourself down. It's not always true. You are lovely sometimes. Ah, oh, I wish you were. Okay, without <laughs> further ado, the word is sluggerbed. <gasps> That's yeah. a satisfying one to say. Really satisfying to say it means a lazy person who stays in bed long after the usual time for rising well that's all my children they're all sluggerbed sluggerbed oh look at you you sluggerbed i think that we need to indulge ourselves christmas has happened all those presents that were wrapped carefully under the christmas tree have been opened and now we need to dissect it a little bit oh i'm so up for a bit of dissection what is the worst christmas present you have have ever received. Can I give an example that's not actually me, it's my eldest son. He got a pencil. I kid you not. 
he had a pencil from a family member. Did it have his name on it? No, it didn't. I'm beyond words. It's bizarre. That is such a weird gift to be given. And I'm not going to name and shame my sister. Pencil? I can't get over that. It did have a rubber on the top of it. And that was it? That was all he got? Yeah. And how about you? Have you been given a worse present? To be honest with you, no, because, I mean, I get socks from said sister each year and I just think, oh, that's quite useful. Socks are so useful. I know, pretty boring present to give, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's not very inspired, is it? No, but I do love a good sock. But you know what? If you're getting socks at this time of year, you want them to be fluffy like bed socks. Well, for me, it has to be the gift that you gave me last Christmas. Think back, Kath. I can't remember what it was. Can you really not? No, I mean, I'm well good at giving you presents. You should take a leaf out of my book with your present giving because you are rubbish. Well, last year, Kath handed me a beautifully wrapped gift. It was soft and it was squishy and I couldn't wait to rip the paper off. (laughs) I remember now. And have a look inside. (laughs) And I opened it and there was a plain white cushion and I thought, well, that's quite nice. I mean, I have got a little bit of a thing for cushions. She has. And that's a good one. See, thoughtful. I wonder what the pattern is on the front. (laughs) I gently turned the cushion over. And on the front, I was confronted by an absolutely horrendous picture of Kath's face. It wasn't even attractive and given herself about ten chins. It was like a horror film. It was genius. And what was the writing on it? It says watching. I mean, what are you meant to do with that? I told you, put it down the end of your bed. I was most disgusted when I came round and the cushion was nowhere to be seen. I'm not sure where it is. What? (laughs) Are you joking? Amy's husband threatened to put it in the dog bed, didn't he? I think it might be in the loft. That's so hurtful. That took me a lot of time to perfect that face I was pulling. Just awful. We hope you got some presents that you appreciated a little bit more, not just a pencil or a cushion with someone's face on (laughs) saying watching. It is your promised survival guide tip, Kath. We love to give a survival guide tip of the week every single episode of our podcast. And I had a go at it once and failed. So Kath likes to bring them, don't you? I'm never, ever passing you the mantle for this ever again because you let me down, you let your family down, (laughs) and most importantly, you let yourself down. (laughs) Come on then, put us out of our misery. What is your survival guide tip of the week, Kath? If at first you don't succeed, I would say a parachute jump isn't for you. (laughs) Take that. As wisdom from me, you're welcome. And on that note, it is time for us to say goodbye. Can you believe it, Kath? I can't, but like I always say, time flies when you're having fun. Thank you for joining us for our 13th episode of An Extortionate Price of a Fish Pie. We both want to wish you a very happy 2021. May it be a year full of hope and joy and love. Aww. Okay, that's enough of that. Say goodbye, Amy. Toodle pip, say goodbye, Kath. Cheers and gone.